Are you on the Jesus train? That, my brothers and sisters, is a very important question because the answer we give to it has eternal repercussions. Let me put it this way. If you are not on the Jesus train when you leave this earthly life, you don't go to heaven because you can't go to heaven. It's impossible. The Jesus train is also an idea that can be very helpful in dealing with an issue that many Christians are confused about. Simply stated, the issue is this. Can non-Christians be saved? Can people who are not Christian go to heaven someday? A teenage girl from our parish asked me that question after youth group just a couple of weeks ago. It was definitely not the first time I had heard it in my 26 years of priestly ministry. It was probably the 500th time I had heard it. And why did she ask it? Well, I'm sure that she, like most of us, has friends who aren't baptized. They are not professed Christians, and she probably cares about them a lot. So she wants to know if she can have any hope whatsoever of seeing these people someday in the Lord's eternal kingdom. The problem, of course, stems from the fact that certain passages of the Bible seem to indicate that it's not possible for those who haven't been baptized or professed faith in Jesus to be saved. And one of those problem texts is found in today's first reading, talking about the line where St. Peter says to the religious leaders of the Jews, Jesus is the stone rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. There is no salvation through anyone else, nor is there any other name under heaven given to the human race by which we are to be saved. And then we have that very famous text from the third chapter of the Gospel of John, where Jesus makes it clear that the grace of baptism, in other words, sanctifying grace, must be in a person's soul if that person wants to pass through the pearly gates of heaven someday. Our Lord says, Amen, Amen, I say to you, no one, hear that, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. Concerning those of us who are baptized, St. Saint, Saint John says in today's second reading, See what love the Father has bestowed on us, that we may be called the children of God, yet so we are. Great. For us. But what about those who are not baptized believers? What about those who do not explicitly know the Good Shepherd and follow him as his sheep, to use the image of today's gospel? Well, there are some Christians, usually Protestants, Evangelicals, and Fundamentalists and the like, there are some Christians who say that all these other people go to hell. That's it. They say that if you die without explicitly professing your faith in Jesus Christ and his resurrection, then you will be damned. For all eternity, period, end of story, go.
Go to hell, go directly to hell, do not pass go, do not collect $200. It's, it's over. And to make the point, they will very often quote one particular verse of the Bible, Romans chapter 10, verse 9, where St. Paul says, If you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Of course, St. Paul doesn't say that if a person fails to believe and confess faith in Jesus, then he or, she, he or she has no hope. They can't possibly be saved. He doesn't say that, but that's how they interpret the text. This is one of the reasons why we should all thank God we are Catholic. Our Protestant brothers and sisters who try to interpret the Bible on their own, apart from the magisterium of the church, they can very easily fall into errors like this. The Catholic Church, in her official teaching, doesn't just look at one verse of the Bible. The Church takes the entire New Testament into consideration, really the entire Bible itself, Old and New Testaments. And in doing that, the Church makes two very basic, fundamental points about all this. The first is that the only way to heaven, the only way to heaven, is through Jesus Christ and his saving grace. As today's first reading does say, there is no other name under heaven by which a person can be saved. And remember what Jesus said in this regard himself. He said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one, no one comes to the Father except through me. So anyone who is saved is saved by Jesus Christ and through Jesus Christ. But at the same time, the Church also affirms that it is possible, it's possible, for a person to be saved by Jesus. It's possible for a person to be united to Jesus in his passion, death, and resurrection, even if he doesn't explicitly know Jesus or believe in Jesus. And that's the second key point of church teaching. It's possible, in other words, to receive the grace of baptism, sanctifying grace, without explicitly receiving the sacrament in a religious ceremony and professing the creed. Now, it's a lot less likely that a person will be saved in this way, namely without an explicit knowledge of Jesus and without a relationship with him that's nourished by the sacraments. Less likely, but it is possible. And that shouldn't surprise us because our God, as St. Paul reminds us in 2 Timothy, desires all people to be saved. God predestines no one to hell. And here's where that idea of the Jesus train comes into the picture. Now, let me be clear about it. That term, Jesus train, is not something you're going to find in the Bible. So don't go home saying, where is that Jesus train word expression? I don't see it here. No, you won't. However, that term does help us to understand what the Bible actually teaches about salvation. I first came across this idea about 20 years ago in an article by Professor Alan Schreck, who teaches at the Franciscan University of Steubenville. In that article, he said this, Imagine the way to heaven to be like a railroad train. You could get to the destination riding 
in a boxcar, or clinging to the sides of the train, or by riding in the first-class coach in the front. Some Christians hold that only those in first class are saved. These are people who explicitly believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and who make a profession of faith in him and in his resurrection. The Catholic Church has arrived at a different conclusion. Even those in the boxcars and on the sides of the train have a chance of reaching heaven. That's good news, I think. Now, if you know the truth about Jesus and his church, and you consciously reject that truth, then you can't be saved, no matter who you are. As Vatican II said, they could not be saved who, knowing that the Catholic Church was founded as necessary by God through Christ, would refuse either to enter it or to remain in it. But there may be some people in the world who are invincibly ignorant of the need for Christ in his church. And God will judge them accordingly. That's what the church teaches. But that's God's job to do. It's not yours. It's not mine. Because we don't know everything, and we don't know another person's heart. It's very interesting in this regard, you know, Matthew 25, that famous scene where Jesus separates the sheep from the goats at the Last Judgment. Notice the criterion that Jesus uses to separate the sheep from the goats. It's not faith. He doesn't say to those going to heaven, look, you're coming to heaven because you professed faith in me, you confessed me with your lips, you said you believed in my resurrection, come on and... No. The criterion is charity. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me drink, etc. So there's always hope for everybody. Now, does that mean that we don't need to try to evangelize non-believers and lead them to an explicit faith in Jesus? We can just let them go because what the heck, they can cling to the side of that Jesus train and make it to the kingdom somehow. No, it doesn't mean that. Yes, it's true, everybody who's connected to the train will eventually make it to the desired destination. But it's obviously much more pleasant to ride in first class than it is to hang on the side of the caboose. With Christ, in other words, we have a joy and strength in our life that a non-believer does not have. Furthermore, without Christ, we will never reach our full potential as a human being. Something will always be missing from our life. And if a person is hanging on the side of a train, he'll be much more likely to fall off at some point, as opposed to the person riding in first class. So we always need to evangelize. Let me conclude my homily now with a famous passage from Vatican II that sums it all up. This is the official church's teaching on the matter in a nutshell. Those can attain to everlasting salvation who through no fault of their own do not know the gospel of Christ or his church, yet sincerely seek God and moved by grace strive by their deeds to do his will as it is known to them through the dictates of conscience. 
nor does divine providence deny the help necessary for salvation to those who, without blame on their part, have not yet arrived at an explicit knowledge of God, but who strive to live a good life thanks to his grace. Whatever goodness or truth is found among them is looked upon by the Church as a preparation for the Gospel. The bottom line, my brothers and sisters, is God wants everyone to be on the Jesus train. And he wants everybody to stay there until that train finally reaches its heavenly destination. May all of us do our part to help that make that beautiful desire of our God become a reality for everybody.